Welcome, one and all, to episode 178 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And uh, yeah, we're, we've got an interview on today's episode. And I know the last two episodes were all music-based, nice, long music-based interviews to kind of make up for being away for so long. And we'll have more of those. We'll continue that 2019 series in the near future. Uh, I have the the next episode plotted out, actually. Uh, but in the meantime, I had some kind of cool um, interviews come my way. So we're going to mix things up between interviews and between uh, the music-based episodes. And hope you guys enjoy the stuff. Hope it helps take your mind off of things that are going on. Uh, or if nothing else, like a lot of people tell me, you know, it accompanies you guys uh, while you're at work or while you're on your way to work. So uh, thank everyone who's still checking this show out, you know, um, due to everything else that has been going on in my life. I've, I've said it a million times, you know, I haven't been able to, to podcast as frequently as I've wanted to, and I think not with everything that's going on now, but from a health standpoint, from you know a standpoint uh, with my kids and everything else, I'm I'm at a point in time where you know I, I think I think I'm ready to be able to to do this you know on a much more frequent basis than I have. Not sure I'll be able to do it on a weekly basis like I used to do it or shit when i started i was releasing two to three episodes a week uh but you know a lot is a lot has changed in 10 plus years so so yeah so anyway so today's guest is lucas uh from the band void vader and i've heard plenty of people talk about him over the years and if you've listened to some of my older episodes you'll hear various people discuss him at least, if not by name, they'll, you know, allude to him. And I'll get into that in the interview with him because I do bring it up. And it was cool to talk to, to Lucas. You know, I I did two interviews all last year. And as of Monday, it'll be three interviews in a span of, what, uh, 10 days? So, yeah. Um, again... Things have shifted up and changed a little. And uh, also, you know, I, I did an interview two days ago. And it was one of these things where, you know, I used to get really anxious. And, you know, I, I kind of got anxious for, for this one. But also, you know, with all this time that I haven't been doing this episode or episodes of Mars Attacks, I have been co-hosting the Mark Striegel podcast on Patreon, not to throw a cheap plug in there. But it's kind of true, you know, because with the episodes that I do with Mark, it was kind of like, it was easy, it was a 20-minute thing, you know, I didn't have to edit, I didn't have to do anything, I just have to show up and just kind of, you know, um, bullshit with him, basically. And, you know, I've I've never been one to sugarcoat or hide my feelings or, or whatever, you know, so so with that show... Wherever the conversation has taken us is where we've gone. And, you know, I've done recent episodes of Talking Metal, which have been more or less along the lines of what we've done with um, uh, with the Mark Striegel uh, podcast. So, again, not a cheap plug, but if you guys do want to check that out, $2 a month, 
you do get four to five episodes a month. And plus, the, the other cool thing is that um, uh, I not only work on that, but I work on TalkingRock.net. And I do new releases post every Friday to coincide with when all the new albums drop. And I've been setting up videos on Patreon based on some of the albums that are coming out, based on some of the artists that I come across that maybe I don't know much that much about to uh, to promote them. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll throw videos up uh, on Patreon for people to check out and see if they like them. And one of the most gratifying things is seeing people, you know, thank me for doing that and being like, wow, you know, I check this band out for the first time or, or thanks for bringing them to my attention. I'm going to check their back catalog out, you know, maybe something that I do in the future where I highlight some of these bands. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, so, so I've been mixing it up. It's been videos of, you know, new stuff that's come out, uh, by lesser known bands or bands that are completely unknown to me anyway. Uh, videos from bands that are, you know, really really well known things like testament or in this moment or stuff like that and then i've been doing i started this week doing um uh cover videos and you know asking people is does does the cover do it for you or not basically it's been interesting seeing some people's comments you know People that like certain bands and don't like others, and you know, you have people like um, uh, Steve Hoker, who <laughs> I believe listens to this show. He's big into all the talking metal stuff, and uh, kind of sarcastically, uh, you know, I, I, th- I throw certain videos up there on purpose for certain people. He's definitely one of them. And I threw up a Twisted Sister video because I know he's it's one of his favorite bands, and he said something to the effect of, "Gee, this kind of sounds cool. I wonder what the rest of their catalog sounds like." Um, so yeah, so so there's you know new music. Uh, I do a classic video of the day, and I do the um, does this does this cover work or not. Uh, so it's just cool to see what people are in tune and what they're not. So, yeah, so there's that plug. There's also Galaxy of Geeks that, uh, with everything that's going on now, we've been live, live streaming once a week, and we've started to release those live streams in the form of audio podcasts. So, you know, if if you've been checking out just the audio and want to hop on live during these episodes, just uh, look for Galaxy of Geeks group and you'll find it right there within facebook and it's it's actually fairly simple um once you've once you subscribe just wait to see us announce that we're going to be doing a live stream it's usually every thursdays around 6 p.m eastern and just hop on in the conversation and you know everything else is pretty much on the back burner for now Again, we'll be uh, a bunch of different interviews over the next few weeks, and hope you guys enjoy that. I uh, hope you enjoy them. And again, when we do the the music based episodes, hope hope you're into those as well. Uh, in any event, let's get into a track from Void Vader. Uh, this is the track "Monster," 
and uh, we'll jump right into the interview with Lucas right after that. off air eric kluber who you guys know from me interviewing him several times on the show um he said why don't you talk to you know void vader of his band uh void vader well lucas's band eric's band um and i said cool i've never talked to uh lucas before and i've often heard about you uh through other people via eric and via someone who uh i always uh, call him uh, Pelayo because uh, that's his middle name. Uh, the first time that I ever heard about you was from <laughs> Mr. Patrick Kennison from Yeah, Hello. yeah. Um, and yeah, he had always talked about, you know, how great it was playing with you and everything. And then when Eric had told me that, 
you know, you guys had hooked. It was, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, cool. So, you know, Patrick talks highly about him. And then Eric was saying that, you know, you're the best guitarist he's ever played with. So, so it's one of those things that I'm glad that Eric brought wow. to my attention because it's awesome to be able to talk to you. So, um, yeah, let's kind of take a step back. How did you first get in contact with Patrick and how did you get into heaven below? Ooh, how did that happen? Uh, that was through my friend, Jenna. She knew Patrick. And, um, at the time I didn't have a band. Like I was kind of in between bands, you know, like you just break up with a band. And, um, I was kind of like, not, you know, not in a band and I'm always in a band. So I was kind of like, you know, not feeling too, too hot. <laughs> so I gotta be playing. Like if I'm not playing, if I'm not in a project or in a band or something, like I kind of mm-hmm. go crazy. So uh, I was kind of just looking for a gig. And, uh, and I think my, uh, Jenna, I think Jenna had dinner mm-hmm. with Patrick and he was like, Oh, I'm looking for a, we're looking for a guitar player and blah, blah, blah. And Jenna was like, Oh, my friend Lucas, he's really good. And then I think Patrick said something like, um, uh, if, if it's one of your friends, he fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Classic Patrick, right. like it's fucking hilarious because that's like that's the Patrick I know. Um, and uh, and she's like, okay, whatever. And so then she, uh, you know, she uh, introduced us, and then uh, Patrick asked me to send him a video of me playing one of their songs, and I did that, and he was like, oh, okay, let's rehearse. <laughs> And that's, that, that's how that got started. So it's actually, you know, through, through a friend. And, uh, you know, obviously later on, you started up uh, Void Vader. And one of the things that I remember Eric pointing out to me was the fact that a lot of people out there are in a lot of bands at the same time. He at the time was in Iron Knot and was maybe jamming with someone else right. on the side as well. And, you know, Void Vader was just one of the things that, that he had going on. And obviously you were in in heaven below, but you decided that you wanted to step away from heaven below and kind of focus more on void Vader. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what happened. Uh, as soon as we started touring more heavily with void Vader between that and, you know, I, I'm a, I, I teach guitar too. So like that got, I got real busy mm-hmm. doing that too. And, um, and I think at the time, uh, Patrick wanted to put out um, or record what was going to be their new release, which is like like some covers. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but I just can't. I can't even like you know find time to uh, prepare for these recordings because I'm so busy like teaching guitar and uh, and writing for Void Vader and doing things for Void Vader and like you know. And then I was going to have to tour a whole bunch. And I'm like, dude, look. Uh, I just can't, I just can't, this is more, this is more than I mm-hmm. can chew, you know, and I can't, I can't say, I'm not going to take the bite because I know I can't chew it. Right. <laughs> okay. And, but, but he understood like it, we're, we're still all very good friends. Yeah. I mean, you could tell if anyone follows you or, or Patrick on uh, Facebook, I mean, uh, Patrick is one of the most um, open people on Facebook, very approachable. And, um, you know, you guys are always commenting on things back and forth and, you know, just people from, yeah. it seems like you guys have a good group of friends that all still get along with one another, uh, although you guys aren't in the same Absolutely. band anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, as far as Void Vader is concerned, 
I've mentioned this to Eric before. It seems that as time has gone by and as you guys have released singles, released full lengths and whatnot, you guys have steadily gotten heavier as time has gone by. Like the stuff that's on Stranded is, to me, is probably, and and maybe more so than newer tracks that you guys added when you re-released it, is probably some of the heaviest stuff that you guys have done. Was that done on purpose, or did that just happen as time went by? Um, it kind of happened naturally. It also has to do with production styles, but also the songwriting change. Because um, we were writing Stranded while we were on the road a lot, um, and uh, actually those two tracks you're referring to, Monster and, uh, and Everything mm-hmm. Sucks, those two tracks were added later after we signed with Ripple and Ripple asked us to um, add more music, more, you know, two more, two more songs to the, right. to the album. But, um, but I, I agree with you. Like it does sound heavier as far as the production, like uh, stranded is mm-hmm. more raw. Uh, the humanized was our first uh, experiment uh, and um, it's more right. polished. It's a uh, more radio friendly, I guess you can call it. Um, but, uh, when we, um, and at the time we were working with, uh, producer Ulrich Wild and, and that is kind of his style. So like, it makes sense that he kind of sounds like that, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's kind of what sure. he goes for. Okay. And, um, oh, it's always super open to, you know, like if I'm working with that producer to like, you know, let them do what they're going to do. Um, and then for stranded, like, I, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do this, uh, by myself. I kind of want to like produce it myself. So actually like the, the first release of uh, of Stranded that uh, that we released in in March that was an independent right. release. It only it only had six, and uh, we worked with Bill Moyer, yeah. um, uh, and I and Bill and I worked on it together. Like we mixed it together. Like I was going to Bill's place all the time, and drinking a bunch <laughs> of beer and mixing together and um and and just do you know like doing some tedious work as well. But it was fun. And then when it came to uh to um when the time came to uh, release it for Ripple. And then I was like, "Hey, Bill, we're gonna have to do two more." And he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> so we did we did two more songs, and then we mixed them and remixed the other the other songs too. So like it's, it it sounds even better than the independent release. But yeah, the songs are getting heavier, and like we already actually we've been writing for a new album, and he, guess what? It keeps getting more metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely. Do you feel that you're the style that you write stuff comparing heaven below to void Vader, do you approach things differently when, when you write or do you just write and whatever comes out, comes out? Um, well, the thing with heaven below is that that's Patrick, like Patrick is the main songwriter below. I never wrote okay, a song okay. for heaven below. What I would do was write right. my parts, like write my guitar, like overdose or, or a guitar solo. I wrote all those things, but like the, as far as mm-hmm. the song itself, like I had nothing to do with with any of those songs. That's all Patrick. Okay. Like that's his baby, and it's kind of the same way uh, with Boy Vader and, and I. Like if that's write the songs. Like I'm the main songwriter in the band, so like it's I'm, I'm kind of like the Patrick <laughs> of Boy uh, Vader in that sense that like I'm just um, I gotcha. providing. Okay. So it, it and it does happen kind of naturally. Like I just sit here at my home studio, and I lay down like a lot of ideas. Like sometimes like I go through my phone and I have like a hundred ideas and I'm like, all right, dude, you got to pick a few. (laughs) 
and make them something, you know, because like, I can go on all day, like right. little ideas here and there, but you gotta, you gotta follow through and, and turn them into actual songs. And that's actually cool because you get to, um, you get to pick the ones that you know are good. And then there's some ideas that are not that great. Like not everything one can come up with, it's going to be awesome, you know? Yeah. And with you talking about producing stuff, um, or or at least working with the mixing and, and whatnot, a lot of people can't do that. Can't, decipher with their own playing there's a lot of people that think that everything that they touch is gold where it's very important that if you're gonna you know produce your own stuff to be objective to know all right this sucks this is good you know and kind of separate between the two and not to great and then you you release it and it's garbage so Uh, absolutely in every single sense like from the time that you write the the initial Mm -hmm. idea um, when you're recording, it was not a good take, was that not a good take? Can I do better? Um, when you're uh, mixing it, can this be, is this what in the, does this sound the way it's supposed to sound like? You know, you gotta be like hypercritical and you can't just like things because you wrote them or because you played them. Uh, you just got, you have to look at it from a, from an outsider's perspective, which can yeah, be difficult. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going with. Cool. Um, and with everything that's going on now, you guys were actually on the road when, when all of this COVID-19 coronavirus yeah. stuff hit. So you guys had a a tour canceled pretty much um, due to it. What's it like being on the road, just, you know, receiving news, hearing that this stuff is going on? You know, uh, I'm assuming that you guys are wondering, do we have to go home? Can we finish the tour? You know, what what exactly right. is going on in your mind during this whole thing? Well, when it, when when things started to, I guess when we first went on tour, like the first day we were on tour, uh, everything was fine. Like it was it was right before mm-hmm. everything went to shit. A few days before, so you know, the, the people have been talking about the the virus and whatnot. Uh, for a few weeks, but you know, it wasn't here right. yet or it wasn't as serious as it is now. So, you know, we went on the road and we we're just super stoked because we've been planning this for a long time and, um, it was going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of good venues and a lot of great days. Like, for example, we're going to, we we're going to play New Orleans, uh, on St. Oh, Patrick's wow. Day, for example. Like that was just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was going to be wild. So we were super stoked. Um, and I think it's after the third show is when like shit went mm-hmm. down and we were still in, in, in denial and we we're like, it's the fit. That's just some flu. Right. Who fucking cares? Uh, we're going to do, we're going to finish our tour. People can stay at their home. We don't care. Like we were just being anti and, 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 you know, rebellious or whatever. We just wanted to yeah. play, you know, like, we've been planning this for so long. So we we're like, we're not going to let a fucking flu mm-hmm. stop us. So we kept going. Um, then we, when we got to San Antonio, that's when shit hit the fan and all the cities started shutting down all the venues we were, we were hmm. supposed to play at. So that's when we go like, okay, we want to do this, but venues, the venues are closed. We can't, right. we can't play. <laughs> then we, it's like, we're just, we were forced to go back home, but we did wait in, um, in, uh, San Antonio, Texas. We were staying with friends. Uh, so we're just kind of hanging out and, we were like, okay, let's just wait for a couple of days and see how it goes. Uh, and we actually found a few, um, like, filling gigs for the mm-hmm. next few shows. But then they fell through, and we were like, okay, we get it. 
this is not happening. We got to go right. back home. So we drove from uh, San San Antonio, Texas, to 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 LA. Gotcha. Okay. And in your estimate, I mean, when do you think you guys are going to be able to start? You know, to kind of recoup those dates and go back out and start playing shows again. Ooh, man, it depends on how long this whole shutdown gonna, is, is going to go on. Um, hopefully, by May, things are going to be back to normal. And we were talking about redoing this tour, like exactly the way it, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be um, during, during the summer, at some point in the summer. Okay. Probably July, late late July or something like that, because, like, it, you know, we got we to gotta finish what we started. Gotcha. Okay. And I want to kind of uh, rewind even further than what we talked about before. You're originally from Uruguay, correct? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, for someone like myself who is in a country like Spain, um, which isn't a quote-unquote rock country, um, what was it like growing up there and kind of getting the bug to, you know uh, – to, to get the bug from rock music or metal music or, or whatever was was rock and metal around all the time was it something that you know you learned later you know a specific point in your in your life uh but you knew of other music before that i mean wh- what was it like growing up and finally getting that bug uh well as you know like rock is, and, and metal is, is all right. over the world so um, I guess it, it was there, but um, growing up, like I think my parents had a lot to do with me being a musical person. My mom, <clears throat> specifically, like she was always like in choirs and like doing okay. plays, like uh, yeah. like opera, opera mm-hmm. plays and stuff like that. Who bring me with her uh, when I was a little little kid? Uh, just you know, being like three years old, uh, I, w- I would go to these rehearsals where, where they were doing like 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 you know full on productions. Mm-hmm. And they have full-on orchestras, and I, I got to, like, you know, sit. Well, not necessarily sit because I was super <laughs> hyperactive, uh, but, uh, but you know, like, I would see all these orchestras, like, rehearsing all the time. Like, I would, like, go under the piano and just, like, lay there for half an hour while, while they were rehearsing, stuff like that. Or um, there's some stories of me, like, misbehaving, too, like, jumping off balconies onto the stage and stuff like that at mid-rehearsal. <laughs> And like, or or stealing the director's baton, playing <laughs> <laughs> this stuff like that. I was pretty rowdy when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, my my mom had a lot to do with it. Like she would take me to these rehearsals, and she would always play Beatles and okay. John and, and and stuff like that around the house. So I kind of grew up with like that, like pop rock um, sensitivity, plus like the classical musical, uh, classical uh, music influence. And then uh, I guess as I got older, I think one of the first music videos that I saw was Kiss. Okay. And I and, and I remember I can't remember exactly what video it was, but I remember being like, "Oh, you can do that! Oh, awesome!" <laughs> and I was like maybe like eight. <clears throat> but also like my mother, like because I was so freaking hyperactive, and I was already playing sports all day long. But still, that was not enough. Um, uh, she took me to uh, to take okay. drum lessons. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I started taking drum lessons when I was okay. like nine. Uh, and then I, you know, then you get you once you start hanging out with like older musicians, they show you things. I got into Nirvana. That was like one of my first like bands that I loved was Nirvana. 
Um, so yeah, and after that, that's just you know like a gateway drug into <laughs> into everything else. It's like Nirvana. Nirvana and Kiss were my gateway bands into into music. And then one of my uncles, um, when I was a little older, I was like, and then I got into Guns N' Roses, and then you know more like a mainstream mm-hmm. rock. Uh, that I thought was, you know, badass and like as hard as it gets. And um, and one of my uncles, uh, he's like, oh, so what are you, what are you listening to? And I was like, oh, it's Nirvana and Guns N' Roses and whatever. And he's like, straight up called me a faggot. And he was like, you got to listen. I'm serious. I'm not even kidding. And he's like, you got that's shit. Like you got to listen to Pantera, Megadeth, and so he actually, you know, he actually gave me some some cassettes. He gave me a, he gave me Wasp. Um, what's the name of the album? God damn it! Um, Last Command. Okay. He gave me uh, Seasons in the Abyss, mm-hmm. Slayer. He gave me uh, can't remember what else. Uh, New Order, Testament. Um, so yeah, he basically introduced me to like uh, heavier stuff. Gotcha. And I was like thirteen or something like that at the time, and I kind of got it. Cool. So, yeah, so it's funny because I, I get to interview people from, from all around the world, and I, li- I like to ask that question because obviously um, it's not always the same as what it is for people in the States, and, and obviously, um, right. you know, a lot of people just see the, you know, maybe Iron Maiden videos or Anthrax or whatever, or Ramones where they're in South America, and, and everything is just crazy um with with the tours and whatnot but a, a lot of that also has to do with the fact that you know bands aren't around as frequently as it is uh in the states you know um if you're yeah. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. i mean it's it's definitely an event if it's an event for one of these bands to play you know uh, la or new york or, or whatever um in the states imagine what it's like in in montevideo or something like that where maybe a band comes around once every 10 years um you know oh yeah yeah no it is a huge event like i remember um eric clapton playing your way when i was mm-hmm. like 12 and i went there and and it was like the whole country was like okay dude eric clapton's coming <laughs> <laughs> you know it was like a thing. it was like that was the event that right. night. it's like eric fucking clapton's playing and and uh, that was one of my first live shows, actually. Oh wow! Believe it or not, it's fucking Eric Clapton. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Cool. What, what other um, shows did you get to see when when you lived down there? Uh, quite honestly, not a lot of uh, American bands. I got to see Guns N' Roses, uh, but not but like the the Axl Rose weird okay. version of it. You know. <laughs> Um, back in 2010, maybe something like that, and Sibach too. Uh, well, I have a terrible memory. <laughs> I saw Dream Theater. Um, no, my memory is just awful, dude. Like it's just bad. It's getting worse every single day. <laughs> uh, um, and then you know a bunch of like local uh, Uruguayan and Argentinian bands that would without that would do shows. And uh, when I was like a teenager, they, they were actually doing a lot of uh, festivals in Uruguay, like a lot of like big festivals with different stages like not like two stages like i'm talking about like wow. 10 different stages in a huge field you know and they would put in shows like that and that started happening when i was like 14 or 15 so that was like i was super pumped because i was like oh my god i could one of those one time and i did like when i was like i already had a band and we got to play like one of those festivals it was pretty cool cool what made you decide to take the jump to uh go to la 
kind of random. I was playing, I was in a band, um, and we were all kind of like, you know, 22 or so, and we're like, where is this going? Right. You know what I mean? You get to that age, and you're like, you start evaluating um, what you're doing and, and, and what your uh, expectations are and what the place you live in have mm-hmm. to offer. And um, and we were like, we got to go somewhere and try something for a little while and see what happens. Uh, so, um it, NAM was happening on January of 2013, and we were like, "Why don't we go to NAM and see what what's that all about?" And then we can just, you know, hang out in LA. Like, we'll save some money, and then we'll just hang out there and uh, and try to get some shows and and just live it up for 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 a few months or so. And that that's how it all got started. And we moved here, and I actually moved. I came here with Herman, oh, okay. our drummer, um, who's also from Uruguay. And uh, oh my God, we we went through. Like crazy things, like living in, you know, sleeping in a car, at chicks' pads, and just, uh, you know, like the whole <laughs> rock and roll experience. Right. It's pretty sweet. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's how we got here. And like LA was just, you know, like it just made sense because where are you going to go? Like if you're a rock band, like, and, and you want to, and you want to network and you want right. to advance your career. You're going to go to, you know, England or you're going to go to New York or you're going to go to Los yeah. Angeles. Like there's, you know, go big or gotcha. go home, you know? Okay. Go big or stay <laughs> home. There you go. <laughs> right now you guys are writing new material. What's, what's the timeline uh, for releasing something new? There, there, there's not, there's not a deadline. Okay. Um, we just started recording because we had all these mm-hmm. ideas. So we're like, okay, let's just put them down, you know, let's record them. Uh, but we only recorded drums. So like, and like I said, we don't have a, a deadline mm-hmm. at all. Um, but we had a little bit of money and we're like, oh, right, let's, let's record. And um, so we started recording drums and, um, and now we're actually kind of waiting to, to do the rest because mm-hmm. of this whole thing. I was talking to, um, uh, to Mike, uh, Mike Spritzer from Devil Driver, who's a friend of mine, um, and he he has his own studio. And I've recorded there before because him, him and this is, goes back to Patrick. Well, Patrick and Mike are good friends, and they um, they're roommates. Like, but they have a big house, and um, they all have their separate separate right. quarters. Um, and Mike has a studio in his house, and it's a pretty sweet fucking studio. It's pretty cool. So I remember recording there with Heaven Below. So when he came down to record guitars. I'm like, why don't, why don't I just go to Mike's? Um, so I've been talking to Mike, but then, you know, this whole quarantine thing, like, we can't do anything. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for this whole thing to clear out so I can go there and lay down some guitars. But the cool thing about it is that there is no deadline. And, I mean, we just released Stranded uh, with Ripple in November. And this tour that we're going to play, uh, that we're going to do, was our first tour support in that uh, right, vinyl right. release, and we didn't even get to do it. So I have to do at least one, maybe three more tours before gotcha. we can do anyway. So we have plenty of time, uh, and that's actually kind of cool because I feel like every other time that we record, it's always like, um, it's just always racing against the clock. And I-, I like the idea of doing this in a more relaxed way, you know, and taking our time. Cool. Okay. Um, where should people go to keep up with what you and the band have going on? Um, we're on social media, I guess either Facebook or Instagram, um, because we're constantly updating our fans, 
about what we're doing, about what's up, about what we're going to do, just share some stupid stuff. But if there's anything that we're releasing or if we have new merch or whatever we're doing, we always make posts about it and we'll know through you know Instagram and, and Facebook. Okay. And to pick up Stranded, where should people go? They should definitely do it through Bandcamp. Okay. Because if they creators Bandcamp, then they they can they, they can get anything we've ever released. Uh, also merch, like they can get all the all the new merch that we're putting out, and uh, you know new material. We're gonna be releasing something new in July as well. It's kind of a little bit of a surprise. We're gonna do a a split okay. with another band, and it's gonna be two cover. It's gonna be two covers of a legendary band. Um, we're both doing our own versions of it, uh, but I can't talk about it too much, but uh, that's going to be released in July. So that's going to be on Bandcamp too. Um, so yeah, yeah. Bandcamp is, is the way to do it. Okay, cool. And to wrap things up, pick a song off of, uh, stranded and tell us a little bit about it. Picking a song, I guess I would have to pick one of my favorite ones. I like put away okay, wet cool. a lot. I really like that song. Like, I think that song, it's like a mix of a lot of things that I enjoy because it kind of sounds like a punk rock song, but it's got like a, this like thrash kind of beat. Um, it's got the, this thrash gang vocals. I even threw in like a, like a little bit of a, of a surf rock solo mm-hmm. in there right at the beginning. I, I play that with my, uh, with my Jaguar. And I, you know, have the tremolo bar, and I did all this like surf rock kind of mm-hmm. kind of licks. I thought it was fun. Uh, and the the song kind of like goes into this different um, part, like the bridge is like double bridge, and it goes into this like '90s rock type melody. And then you know what I mean, like uh, right after the second chorus, and then after that it goes even. It's like the song keeps slowing down on the bridge, like it slows down on the first half of the bridge. And then we go into like very, this very heavy, like almost like a Pantera type riff. But then we sing like an Alice in Chains type harmony on top of it. And that goes back into the solo. Maybe the speed, it picks up again and it goes into the solo. And it, I don't know, I just like the, the way that song moves and, 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 and how we were able to incorporate all these different styles into one song. Because one of the, the one of the reasons why that I like the album Stranded is because I feel like we were able to like mix a lot of different styles of music that we like, but it, but in a natural, organic way. So it does, it's not forced. It's just kind of the way it happened, and and I think that's that makes it interesting because I hear a lot of you know bands that that play a certain style, a very specific style. Uh, that maybe is being played forever. Like, you know, you do like a Led Zeppelin style rock or like Black Sabbath style rock. Um, but uh, I enjoy mixing things up. Uh, like, you know, things that I like, you know, I like 90s music. I, I like Alice in Chains. I like Pantera, but I also like, you know, I like I like my thrash and I like my punk. So it's all in there, you know. Awesome. So let's check out Put Away What? Thanks, Lucas, for the interview. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Anytime.
All right. There's a little Put Away Wet off of the Stranded album that was re-released in late last year. Um, I didn't play the full tracks because I want you guys to go out and purchase them. Uh, Pick them up on Bandcamp, like they said, uh, or check them out on streaming, preferably. Pick them up, obviously, because the band is getting more... More bang for their buck, per se. So more of your money goes to them, as opposed to, uh, you know, all the all the other middlemen that are in between. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We've gone from, like, two hours and something <laughs> with some of the other episodes, and this one's going to be uh, less than an hour. So there you go. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. want to thank Lucas. want to thank Eric for hooking me up with Lucas. And that's pretty much it. We're going to leave you guys with a taste of the title track. This is Stranded by Void Vader. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks Podcast. This concludes our show. 